They said it couldn't be done. Independence was impossible. Through fear-mongering and other forms of negative rhetoric, they made you give up on your dreams. Well now, it's time. To prove them all wrong. It's time to blow up the system and change the world. And we've got the man who did it. Broadcasting from studios in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Outliers. Here's your host, visionary and founder of Fedora Outlier LLC, Vashon Jones. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Vashon Jones, visionary of Fedora Outlier LLC, and this week's interview is a goodie. Um, it's actually going to reach millions of individuals that are living with a visual impairment all across the globe. And this particular interview is with somebody who has invented a product that is going to change the way we label stuff as visually impaired people um, all around the world. And it's just not a run of the mill inventor. This is the guy. Mr. Ron Klein, who invented the strip that goes on the back of all of our debit and credit cards all over the world. I mean, can you imagine now I've stayed in the cabin of the person who invented the paper check, you know, the check that we get. And I love checks. <laughs> I really love checks. Um, you know, receiving them. I'm, I'm like writing checks. You know, this is payroll because that lets me know that we're winning. But this guy invented the the strip that goes on the back of the debit cards, as well as other inventions, as well as the Envision Eli uh, app that you can find on the app store. And you can visit EnvisionEli.com to see and hear uh, more about it. But this $20 investment and a free app is literally going to change your life and the lives of people all around the globe. So let's get into it. This is my call. Part one with Mr. Ron Klein. Good morning. How are you? I am better than excellent, sir. How about yourself? Good. Well, that's a good signal. You're nice and clear. Yes, sir. Excellent. Absolutely. So how are you doing? Man, I couldn't be any better. Um, I get to go out and buy some salmon today and cook for my wife, something I've only done three times in life, cooking that is. So let's hope wow. that it turns out well. Well, you know what? You can label all your spices today after we're finished with our call. Man, How's that? there you go. And so I'm actually... <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was saying I'm actually recording this, so um, any errors Good. that I make, I can correct good but i did play with the app i got your packaging you got the app okay yeah. and you got the app it's loaded in your phone it's loaded and ready to go okay now do you have an android or a an iphone i am definitely a ios user sir okay now i'm an android user so i i never played <laughs> with the iphone before but it, i think it should be the same should be. and it probably gave you lots of messages and it said Go get labels now or whatever you're supposed to do, right? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I don't know how you call up the app with your iPhone, but I'm sure you probably do. You know how. Sure. And when you, when you call it up, I think it probably says welcome back or something to that effect. Yeah, it did after playing with it. Let me ask you this. So I have this book of yeah. um, the things that we're going to use to label. label. You're right. Right. Do I need to tear okay. a full one out or how does this work? Okay, I'm going to give you the easiest way to figure this out. Okay. okay. First, 
right now you don't know which is the top of the label, bottom of the label. <laughs> it's an adhesive label. So if you tear the whole thing out of the book, take the first one, tear it out of the book. Okay. And now you're going to feel one side is smooth and one side's a little rough. Did you feel that? I did. Okay. The side that's smooth, either whether you're on the top or the bottom, but the part where you just tore it out, mm -hmm. bend that top down, and that's a little lip that will enable you to separate it, the adhesive. Okay. Do you feel that little flap now? I do. Okay. Now where the flap is, you should be able to grab the sticky label and just peel it off. Try that. Just take your thumb and see if you can peel it off. And you feel the sticky side? I do. Excellent. Okay. Tear it off. Sure. Now you have a sticky label that you're going to paste on something. The whole trick of the game now is to, let's say if you're going to paste it on the book, be consistent where you paste it. If you're going to paste it on a CD, be consistent where you're going to paste it. You're going to put it on your spices, put it on the top of every jar. Okay? All right. So right now, what do you have in front of you? Uh, just based on where all the cords are routed, I am right here in front of my sofa with a flat surface that I've placed it on. Okay, so you put it on the flat surface. Correct. Now, what you want to do is put your finger right on the label, your index finger. Then you want to take the phone when it says, welcome back. Okay. And lay it on, lay it on top of your finger. And then slowly pull your finger away. And now if you begin to lift the phone vertically, when you get up about 6 inches or 12 inches, it's going to beep and read it. Uh, and let's hear what it says. Try it. Sure. Hold on one sec. 10 on 9 a.m. The door LLC folder. Two apps. 99 new items. Double tap to open. App switcher. The door LLC folder. Entertainment folder. Three apps. Home. The door LLC folder. Two apps. 99 new items. App switcher. Mail. Active. Eli. Swipe up with three fingers to close the Eli. Welcome back. Now, scan the label by pointing your smartphone camera with the Eli app. Okay, you're ready. So you've you got your finger, your index like. finger on the label. Wants to now point. Message. Now record take the, the phone and put it on top of your finger and then slide your finger away and start lifting the phone. Tap twice to scan another label. You haven't told me what this is yet. Tap once to record a message. Record the audio message. And tap once again to stop recording the message. Tap twice to scan another label. Okay, so tap <laughs> once and record. Tell you it what you want. You what this is yet. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. I'm tapping twice because I'm so used to tapping twice. Tap once again to stop recording oh, okay. the message. Gotcha. Tap twice to scan another label. This is my desk, and it's a test. I'll tap, tap the stop. When you tap the stop, it should read it back to you. Did, did you tap on it to stop it? I recording? did. Yep. And I'm going to tell you what actually took place because I have the headphones plugged in to the audio oh. jack. It didn't pick it up. But that's fine. Okay. Yep. All right. Let's see. So you're working with the head. The headphones is what you're talking to me on? 
Right. So in order to get the audio to come into the computer, it's um, plugged into that audio jack. So that's the only reason why I didn't pick it up. Oh, okay. But what happens is that when you, when you, when it says I didn't recognize, in other words, it was a brand new label, so it didn't recognize it. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to record something, it would, you would scan it, Did you and it would say. Tap once if you want to save it. Tap twice if you want to record again. Okay, tap once if you want to save it. All right, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to unplug the phone so we can get an actual recording. And I'm going to okay. tap twice. on the label okay is this what you were looking for tap once to scan another label tap twice if you want to change the recorded message is this what you were looking for tap once to scan another label tap twice if you want to change the recorded message so I'm going to tap once. Is this what you were looking for? Tap once to scan another label. Tap twice if you want to change the recorded message. Let's do that then. Hey, this is a test label of my desk. I'm going to tap once. Hey, this is a test label of my desk. Did you like your message? Tap once if you want to save it. Tap twice if you want to record again. All right, and it's safe. Right, so in other words, what you've got is pretty simple. It's a programmable label. So let's say um, you put it on your your spices, mm-hmm. and and the spice you've had for thirty days now, and you figure, you know what, I'm half full. So now I want to change what the label says. So they say, this is my paprika and it's half full. I better think about renewing it or replacing it. So you can change the label anytime you want. It's, you can identify anything you want. It, you've totally replaced Braille, okay? Mm-hmm. Because whatever you were using the little Braille markers for, let's say you, you took this and put it on a little uh, label and you hung it on a hanger. Okay, Mm -hmm. you put it on a little board and hung it on a hanger. And now you decide you want to take the shirt you're wearing today, which is maybe yellow and hang it on that hanger. Now you go to the label and say, this is my yellow shirt. Now, when you go to your closet and you scan all the labels, you'll find your yellow shirt. Now, if you want to use that hanger for something else, say it's now for my blue shirt. So you can use the label over and over again. Just keep reprogramming it. And you'll find more applications. <laughs> let's say, let's say you put a whole bunch of stuff in a box. Sure. And when you put the stuff, you know, these are your label, your uh, pens and your pencils and whatever you put in the box. You put a label on top of the box and tell that label everything you put in the box. Now, if you go to that box later, sometime in a year, in a day, whatever, you can say, "What did I put in that box?" <laughs> go read the label; tells you everything that's in the box. So it's it's making your life a little bit easier because you can identify whatever you put the label on. Mm. I'm gonna tell you another cool? use. My yeah. wife 
keeps her shoes in boxes. I don't have that many. Um, But she's visually impaired as well. But she wants to know what color shoes and, you know, what shoes they are. And before, when she could see, she would just take a picture of them and put the picture on there. But this would be a good use for her in that instance as well. Yeah, put it on every shoe box. Mm Mm-hmm. Put, put it on every shoe box and it'll tell you what's in the box. And then I think you got the hang of it now because if you want to change it. Now, mm-hmm. the one thing that I wanted to show you today, which I think you've got the hang of it, is the best way to find the label without moving the phone around and scanning it mm-hmm. is if you know that the label is always usually on the left-hand top portion of a book, you want to know what book it is, feel around, find the label, put your finger on the label, put your phone on top of your finger, pull your finger away and then just start raising the, the phone up until it reads the label. There you go. There you go. And so Pretty we're going to get into your uh, interview of the life and time of Ron Klein. And we're going to talk about you and your book and all the inventions and how you became to be an inventor of this particular product. But um, okay. I definitely appreciate it. And um, just let me know when you're ready for the interview and we'll make it happen. You know, I'm going to tell you, it was an interesting story how I came about this. I'm uh, I'm an older gentleman, and I'm not empty yet, so <laughs> I don't I don't classify myself as an inventor where I sit in a think tank all day and hold my head and say, what can I invent today? Yep. If I see a need for something, and I say, you know, if I provide a benefit from that need, it's worth it. And that's what I still do. So I'm not empty yet, so I can't crap out. <laughs> I got to keep giving, okay? <laughs> right, and I right. have a, I have a very dear close friend who's uh, blind. He was blinded at age 13 in a chemical explosion in high school. In fact, he lost one of his uh, use of one of his hands. And brilliant, brilliant guy. I mean, he went on to become the executive vice president of AT and T. And I was having breakfast with him one day, and I said, Hey, Jim, you know what's on your wish list? I said, you know, and he said to me, he said, Ron, you know, we can build anything, we can invent, we can send people to the moon and so on and so forth. He said, I would love something really simple that would be so simple, wouldn't have any effect from any outside sources, and just to help me identify stuff I come in contact with every day. He said, it would really be simple. And I said, you know, let me think about that. I went home, thought about it for about a week, and I said, you know what? There's QR codes, and that QR code was invented back in 1995 by a company called Denzel Washington, or whatever it was. That wasn't Denzel Washington. He's an actor. (laughs) It was a company that was a subsidiary of Toyota, Mm -hmm. and they invented this two-dimensional code to help in the robotics of manufacturing their automobiles, and they said, it's going to be open source. We're not going to patent it. And I said, geez, here's a readable label that's open source, if I can invent something that would make that label different and then come up with an app that would read that label and it you know, could be used as a simple little device. I did that and I, and I patented it. And I figured, geez, what a great thing to provide a, a function. And then I said, okay, what would, it, what would it do as far as, you know, everybody, there's, I'm sure you know that there's a lot of, instruments out there that are fairly expensive, Mm -hmm. but you'd have to carry something different like the pen and some Mm -hmm. other things that effectively could do the same thing. And I figured, you know, every person carries their electronic leash around with them, Mm -hmm. okay, whether it be an iPhone or an Android. Wouldn't it be great 
if they had that thing with them and they can read one of these sticky labels. So I, I programmed the label so it's very unique. So what you're really storing is the label says, where do you want to store that message in your phone? There's nothing. In other words, the QR coded labels can read a URL, can read like about 4,000 characters of text. And then you can go text, text to voice and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I figured, nope, I want the label to be really simple, very unique. So you can only read this label and not mistaken it for any other QR coded label. Mm -hmm. For instance, if you take the app and try and read somebody else's QR code, it'll say, this is a strange message. I don't understand this. Mm -hmm. Okay. It'll only read our QR coded labels. So I figured, okay, everybody carries a phone around with them. Now they don't have to buy a special instrument or anything. And what would it cost me to produce a hundred sticky labels and a little handle handy pad? For instance, let's say you go to the supermarket and you ask somebody to find the peanut butter for you. And they say, okay, here's peanut butter. You take a label out of your pocket. You paste it on the lid right there before you put it in the shopping cart. And you say in your phone, this is my peanut butter. And it expires such and such date. Now when you go to home, take it home and put it in the pantry, you know what the peanut butter is. Or when you pull it out on the counter, you know it's your peanut butter. That's what's so nifty about it. Mm -hmm. And it's simple. So I went to a POD company, a print-on-demand company. Mm -hmm. And they can print, they print the labels. Right now it's running us about, oh, I think almost 11 or $12 to get the thing packed and shipped and everything. And I figured, what person wouldn't be willing, you know, what visually impaired person wouldn't be willing to invest 20 bucks mm -hmm. just to see it would help them. Yep. And that's, that's what we came up with. So we can produce them and sell them for $20 and still be able to give back to like leader dog for the blind or Southeastern guide dog, or, you know, and give back to some, some organization that provides services for the visually impaired. And it's not a big investment. Mm. So, I, I think, and now for the VA, I think that would be tremendous. And and it's good for some of the sighted people, too. And I figured, you know what? I'm not going to suggest anything else other than how the visually impaired can help and improve the, their daily lives using the tool. But just think about moving companies. Let's say you're going to move <laughs> and you start packing boxes. <laughs> you start putting all the stuff in the box from the kitchen, from your living room, and so on and so forth. You put a label on the box and say, this is what's in the box. Amazing. When it gets to the new location, you point at the label and you say, oh, okay, these are my dishes. I'll handle that later or whatever. <laughs> Just a simple, simple programmable device. Mm -hmm. Where were you when I was moving six, a month, uh, six months ago? Ah, uh, yeah, there you go. Okay. You see how you would be able to use it? Man, because you know, thing. sighted people it, just really, write on the box. You know what? I've got a file cabinet. Mm -hmm. And I can never remember what's in that file cabinet because I try and file stuff alphabetically and, you know, I have so much problem reading with only one eye. And so what I did was I put a sticker on the front of the file drawer mm -hmm. and, and I said, here's what's in the file cabinet. So sure. I've got three or four different file cabinets. And if I'm looking for something, I find it on the sticker and I say, okay, this is what's in the file cabinet. Then if I modif modify one of the files in there, I write on that sticker, I change it and record it and say, oh, uh, Ron Klein file, I made a modification on such and such date, and this was the mod. So I know what's going on inside my file cabinet. Absolutely. Pretty good. Yep. Isn't that interesting? 
Yep, absolutely. And so, again, we'll do the interview, but what I like for um, individuals to know is uh, just based on this simple recording, and we'll professionally edit it and, and get it ready, but uh, sure. how can people reach you right now, and um, how much is the app, any other things that you would like to tell the world? Well, the app is free. The app doesn't cost anything. You know, anybody can like, download the app anytime they want. Okay. So it's free. It's free to everyone, whether it be an iPhone, Android, or whatever. The labels right now, because of the, until we get into really high, high quantities, a package of a hundred labels uh, is is twenty dollars. Okay. Okay. And they can get a whole. They can go on. Here's the other thing. They can go on envisioneli.com, one word, and learn all about it. They can even order through that. Or they can just give me a call or email ron at envisioneli.com and I'll take care of them. We Amazing. send them out right away. Amazing. All right. Well, Ron has so, been. You know, try it. Play around with it. Try <laughs> it. Uh, I'm going to look and I'm looking at my calendar right now. So when we can get together and I can sure. interview with you. This week I'm really tied up. Okay. So we would do this over the phone. Just like we're doing now. Excellent. But did you go on my website? You can learn an awful lot about me on my website, too. I did. Absolutely. Oh, okay. So there's there's things you can read about me on that. Um, I'm on my way in a couple of weeks. I've got to, I'm speaking in the Bahamas oh, at amazing. the Commonwealth. So I'll be there. Um, I'm just looking probably maybe... Next Monday Works for or me. Friday. You know what? I'll give you I'll give you a call. Would it be best if I email you, text you, or call uh, to let you know or. when I have time? Either or. Okay. I'll get in touch with you. Um, and I, what do you think? About half hour for the interview or 45 minutes? Uh, I yeah. talk a lot. Yeah, I usually say about 45 minutes max. Yeah, I would say about 45 minutes because I want to give you the history of how I came up with everything. You know, yep. first it was the, the point of sale device. It was the first point of sale device. And then that led right into the magnetic strip on the tape recorder, on the uh, credit card. Wow. And then I did MLS for real estate, multiple listing, mm -hmm. then voice response for the banking industry. Wow. And then I automated the New York Stock Exchange and built the bond quotation system. But the uh, building, the... the uh, Magnetic strip on a credit card was such a simple task. Mm -hmm. You know, my whole philosophy is you got to be smart, daring, and different. And okay. I say smart, that doesn't mean a PhD from Harvard. Yep. Smart means pay attention, learn something new every day, be aware, know what's going on around you. And daring is don't be afraid to make a mistake because if you're not making mistakes, you're not learning anything. There you go. You know, you paint it, if you painted the wrong color to begin, paint it a different color. And then different means don't try and sell ideas. You have to provide benefits. If it's not a benefit, it's worthless. Okay, it's got to provide a benefit. So when I when I built the when I solved the problem of the point of sale, and I had given the uh, this was back in the '60s, early '60s. Mm -hmm. What was happening is when somebody would come in to make a charge purchase, the credit card was only just an embossed number in your name. Yep. And the the clerk had to write up a sales click, uh, mm -hmm. ticket, put your machine, put your credit card in this little roller machine mm -hmm. that would emboss it, okay? 
and then he would have to look up in a long book that the credit card companies would give him every month on negative account numbers. If your account number wasn't in that book, you were good to go. Very slow process. Yep. And that's when I said, well, you know what? Let's take all those negative account numbers that the credit card companies give you every month, put it into some kind of memory system. And back in the 60s, you know, there was no internet, there was no PCs or anything like that. Put it into a memory system, give the merchant a little keypad, he keys in the account number. If it doesn't come up in the memory system, person was good to go. So that was the first point of sale. And I figured, you know what? Let's put a little bit of smarts in that piece of plastic. And right around that time, reel-to-reel tape recorders came out. And I said, oh, I know how that works. You know, it's got a couple of motors. It's got a little reed head. And you can put music on it. You can put voice. And if you control the speed, it won't sound like Mickey Mouse or it won't sound like Dracula. And I figured, if I could take a little piece of the tape, record the account number on it, then take that little piece and paste it on the back of the plastic credit card and make you the motor. Swipe it. So you're the motor for that little piece, or, you know, remember you'd push it in slow and pull it out fast. Mm -hmm. And the reason I didn't care about variable speeds is because I put start-stop synchronization on there. So as long as you would swipe it fast enough, I would say, okay, here's the start bit. Everything after that is credit card number, the data. And that was the invention of the magnetic strip on a credit card. How simple was it? Now, in this world of obsolescence that we live in, Mm -hmm. I patented it in 1966. You say to yourself, how the heck has it lasted so long from 1966 until now before they decided to do something else? Mm -hmm. And the reason is simple, because I thought about it. A magnetic strip on the back of the credit card has no energy. It doesn't carry energy. Something that doesn't have energy doesn't radiate. If it doesn't radiate, there was never fraudulence at the point of sale. If there was any fraudulence, it would happen to the man in the middle or at the server. And that's why it lasted so long. And now they came out with the chip, Mm -hmm. which was the stupidest thing in the world because the chip, first of all, it's slow. Mm -hmm. And when you put it into the reader, at first, now that every, all the merchants needed new readers to mm-hmm. read the chip, you put the chip card in, now the reader energizes the chip on the, little, on the card. What happens when you energize a, a little computer chip? It radiates. Somebody can stand across the room with a scanner and say, thank you very much. And that's why everybody's being compromised with the chip card. If they wanted to put more data on the card, why didn't they just put another magnetic strip on it, swipe it twice? Wow. Pretty simple. Isn't that simple? Mm-hmm. So that'll be part of the story. I mean, that's just <laughs> one invention. But you can see how very simple thinking and just basic thinking and identifying what's the given, what's the solution you're looking for, and there's a gift behind every challenge. If you just analyze it, it works. Don't get wow. caught up in the minutia, in the journey in between. You handle those hurdles along the way. You just never lose sight as to what do I have to work with and what's the solution I'm looking for and does it provide a benefit? Sounds like a plan to me. I mean, if you were there with me, you would have done the same thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wish I was there with you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but we are here now and that's what matters. Right. And, And you know what's interesting? You're holding right now a simple invention that's basic, only took a few minutes to get you to understand it, and now 
you can use it. Mm-hmm. You're going to put it right on top of every one of those spice jars, mm-hmm. and your wife's going to put it on every one of those shoe boxes. And now, when she wants to know what's in that box, it's going to tell her. There you go. You have been listening to Outliers, an official production of the Delivering Access Network. If you have a comment, question, or an idea for a program, email Vashon at excellence at fedoraoutlier.com. And visit fedoraoutlier.com if you'd like to purchase any of the products you hear advertised on the program. And for more great podcasts from the Delivering Access team, visit deliveringaccess.net. Check back again next time for more Outliers. Until then, thanks again for listening, and let's change the world together.